0: Somebody slipped us a phone number for a guy, the guy to see in the Chicagoland area if you did not have enough money for college. Turns out he was the assistant director of financial aid at Northwestern University, and he had this side hustle going on where every day at 5 p.m. after his colleagues had gone home for the night, he would sort of usher you in the, the side door of the financial aid office at Northwestern. You'd give him 50 bucks in cash, and he would tell you all of the secrets of the financial aid system.
1: You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay, we're gonna get there together. I'm gonna bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this friends. So Ron Lieber, famous, very famous New York Times money columnist, super nice guy, also the author of the upcoming book, What to Pay for College, the bestseller, The Opposite of Spoiled. He knew a guy, as he describes it, it was basically an underground financial aid information network. This really happened. Before we get to Ron's unbelievable story, can't believe this really happened. I do want to welcome new listeners. And of course, welcome back those who are returning, the show has been growing and I'm so happy you guys are spreading the word. So thank you in advance for any more spreading the word that you do. Please tell friends about Financial Grown Up if you're enjoying it. I'm also happy that you guys are enjoying the video promos that we do for each episode. A reminder, if you want one for you or your business, we are having a little competition. Whenever you see the video in social media, share it. Whoever shares it the most between now and July 1st I will make a customized video just for you. So a little experimental competition we're having here. And if you have a great money story, you want to be on the show, we want to hear from you, email us at info at financialgrownup.com. Tell us what your money story would be and what your everyday money tip would be. And maybe you'll be selected to be featured on the program. We have our first listener episode coming up soon. Now, to Ron Lieber, my first exposure to his writing came when I read his best-selling book, The Opposite of Spoiled, Raising Kids Who Are Grounded, Generous, and Smart About Money. And yes, I have used his strategies in my own home. I am also now an avid fan of his New York Times column, Your Money. In it, Ron sheds light on issues that touch so many of us and with real solid reporting behind it. So that's something, as a journalist, I really value and appreciate. He's really good at what he does. And as a parent, I can't wait to read his upcoming book, What to Pay for College, an entirely new guide to the biggest financial decision your family will ever make. But first, you get to hear this story about a guy. Here is Ron Lieber. Lever, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: We are so excited to have you. You are the author of one of my favorite books, The Opposite of Spoiled, which has set the standard for so many families, including my own. We have our three Save, Spend, Give jars in our house for my 10-year-old. So thank you for that. And I know you have a new project.
0: Yes, I'm working on a book right now called What to Pay for College, which is all about when, if ever, it is worth paying more than whatever your flagship state university costs for a private college or an out-of-state public university or something else entirely.
1: Something we all need to be thinking about, What I want to hear for your money story, though, is about your experience when you were younger visiting the financial aid consultant with your mom when you were a senior in high school. Tell us what happened.
0: So there I was, 1988, Chicago, Illinois, already a scholarship kid at the K-12 to private school I attended back then. We didn't know very much about financial aid. Somebody slipped us a phone number for a guy, the guy to see in the Chicagoland area if you did not have enough money for college. Turns out he was the assistant director of financial aid at Northwestern University, and he had this side hustle going on where every day at 5 p.m. after his colleagues had gone home for the night, he would sort of usher you in the, the side door of the financial aid office at Northwestern. You'd give him 50 bucks in cash, and he would tell you all of the secrets of the financial aid system. Where no. to put what on that godforsaken FAFSA form. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was talking about. I got into college at Amherst, early decision, got a fantastic financial aid package, and graduated with under $10,000 in student loan debt, which wasn't all that much at the time, and got it paid off in 10 years.
1: Wait, but we got to go back, Ron. So what are some of the secrets that he told you?
0: It was a reminder that there is always some financial grown-up out there in the world who has the information that you seek. And quite often, if you just have the guts to pick up the phone or show up in their office, maybe with a little bit of cash on the barrel, that person will tell you the secrets of whatever code you're trying to create, whatever beat. Um, whatever system you're trying to beat, there is a grown-up out there somewhere who can help you. And, you know, every time I go out and write a column for The Times, I'm looking for that one financial grown-up who has the answer, and they're always out there somewhere. But the second thing, uh, and maybe the most important thing here, came from the fact that my mother took me there in the first place, right? She could have left me at home. She might have felt anxiety about the situation that we were in or ashamed that we were gonna have to go hat in hand to all these schools, you know, asking for money. But she felt like I, at the age of 17, ought to have a front row seat for that process because it was going to be my education and my debt. And I try to remember that when I'm tempted to shield my older daughter, who's now 12, from whatever financial dilemma that my family is facing. She's old enough to hear a fair bit of this and I want her to understand it.
1: Have you ever circled back to your mom and asked her why she took you and and what was going on in her mind at that time? You know, I did a
0: couple of years ago, as I started thinking about this guy again, I actually tracked him down on the plains of Colorado, where he's gone to retire from financial aid. And he remembered me and we chatted about it. And he said, the thing that always surprised him was when the parents came without the kid. So, you know, he gave my mom great credit. And, you know, my mom, to her credit, to this day, you know, doesn't shield me from, you know, any financial dilemma she's facing.
1: How did she find this guy?
0: the people at my private high school in chicago just did not know a ton about financial aid and how it worked but they said there's this guy and you know it was literally a slip of paper with the guy's phone number on it i'm not even sure there was a name and you know i just dialed the suburban chicago area code and he picks up and he said yeah you know come to this address next tuesday and bring me my money and uh, and we'll talk and it was it was like a, it was like the financial aid underground or something
1: For our listeners now in 2018, what is the lesson from that? What's the takeaway?
0: I think you always have to turn over every rock and talk to every person who might have information that can help you. Don't be ashamed of the fact that you don't understand. Every single last one of these financial systems that we encounter in our daily life is complex. Often they are complex by design. Sometimes they're complex by accident, right? And In the case of the financial aid, and the student loan systems, you know, layers of people over the decades have layered, you know, different levels of complexity onto this, all in the hope that they can help some or another student who might have been disadvantaged by the last layer that was laid on, right? But what we end up with is, you know, eight student loan programs and nine different income-driven repayment plans and, uh, you know, two different ways that financial aid is calculated at most colleges. And it's really confusing. So ask for help, you know, express your ignorance and to Demand information, right? I mean, if you're approaching the system that that has a sticker price of over $300,000 now at the most expensive selective colleges, you have a right to demand more information and to get some answers. So don't be sheepish about it.
1: Are there specific resources that you would recommend?
0: Well, here's the problem. Right. And the reason I'm working on what to pay for college is that I I don't actually believe that the perfect resource exists. But if you're looking for like nuts and bolts of financial aid, I really like Cal Cheney's book, Paying for College Without Going Broke. Uh, It's about the best book that I've seen about the financial aid system. And if you're thinking about saving for college and how to do that, the book that the folks at SavingForCollege dot com published uh, is uh, is quite good. If you want to know about the ins and outs of five twenty nine plans and all of the various complexities there, and there are a fair number.
1: All right. Well, this is why we need your book. I'm going to hear more about your book in a sec, but I want to just get to your money tip because we talked before we started recording and you apparently have a concert ticket problem. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially coming into the summer. It's a time we all like to go see our favorite artists. Tell us,
0: Ron. I'm constantly wrestling with, you know, how much should I spend for the possibility of a, you know, close up literally (laughs) uh, experience that's going to make me happy. I do often snipe my way through StubHub. So instead of buying tickets, you know, weeks or even months ahead of time, if it's something where I'm pretty sure there's still going to be a lot of tickets at the end, I will wait and I will wait and I will wait until sometimes less than an hour before showtime or before play ball, you know, and buy my tickets as I watch the prices fall in 10 minute increments, you know, every five minutes. Uh, You know, that was how I saw fish on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago for not very much money at all for a floor seat there's always some risk involved that all the tickets will will disappear. But you can watch and see, you know, are there dozens left, hundreds or thousands, right? Are the tickets disappearing quickly or not? You know, you can keep track, make a little spreadsheet for yourself as, as you watch as, as the date or the hour approaches. You know, but what I often see with concerts is that, you know, the, the price will start falling relatively quickly, you know, within a couple hours of showtime, you know, then you just grab the point at which you feel comfortable paying the price. And at that point, you can generally download the tickets instantly.
1: So what's been your best score?
0: I think the best score was probably those fish tickets on New Year's Eve. Um, Although whenever the Cubs come to town to play the Mets, as they are doing uh, in a week or so uh, here in New York City, I'll often use this method as well.
1: All right. So you are actually on a break from your full-time job at The New York Times because you're working on your new project. Tell us more about that
0: Sure. So the book is called What to Pay for College. It will be out sometime in 2020. Uh, no pre-orders yet. You know, for anybody who's, who's interested in kind of where I'm heading with it, you know, you can find hints of it in the columns that I've written for The Times about higher education. Uh, you know, I write a handful each year and my archive is at nytimes.com slash And the book and the questions that I'm asking are, are born of really a half decades of observation. Where, without anyone really noticing, the you know, rack rate at uh, the most expensive private schools top three hundred thousand dollars for four years. Flagship state universities now regularly cost a hundred thousand dollars or more for four years. So you've got a two hundred thousand dollar difference between those two things. That's per child after taxes. Almost nobody can save that much money. Wow! Right? This is insane. It um, is insane. Yeah. So the question then becomes: What, if anything, are you actually getting for that? And if you go asking those questions at the more expensive colleges, they will look at you Uh, (laughs) cross-eyed. And if you ask for data to prove that the extra $200,000 is worth it, and there are a lot of different ways to potentially define worth, which I'm exploring in my in my reporting. But if you just ask them, right, well, why do you think it's worth it? And show me some numbers, right? Here we are in the era of big data, where you can get a ton of information about your cell phone plan or about your car, about the house you want to buy. You can drown in data on all that stuff. There is almost no data about what happens to you when you're at college and what happens to you afterwards. And it is my suspicion. That the colleges actually like it that way because, in the absence of data, we make decisions on the basis of snobbery, right? Private is better than public. So true. Uh, right? You know, yep. ivy covered walls are better than, uh, <laughs> you know, concrete 1970s brutalist architecture, right? So I'm going down all of these rows and asking all of the impertinent questions, and I'm going to have a lot to say about it very
1: soon. All right. Well, I'm hoping you can hook me up with a preview sometime soon because I need to read that. I've got kids in college. So I am very excited about this new project. Where can people find you and learn more about what you're writing in the meantime?
0: Sure. Uh, um, and There's a big fat contact button for anybody who has a story to share about how they and their family decided what they should pay for college.
1: And on social media?
0: At Ron Lieber, all over the place, you know, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, the Facebook community I run on parenting and money is uh, at uh, facebook.com. Ron Lieber author.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ron. This has been amazing.
0: It was a pleasure.
1: So, Ron's sincerity is contagious, and his book is definitely needed. As he mentioned, he wants to hear from all of you about your experiences. So, share yours with him. As he said, all the info is at his website, ronlieber.com. Here's my take on what Ron shared with us. Financial grown-up tip number one. As Ron said, there is a grown-up there who can help you. Don't be afraid to reach out to older and or more experienced people for help. Yes, the internet does have a lot of information, but not always context. Sometimes just getting the scoop from a person, someone who's got the dirt on whatever you need to know can be really meaningful. They can cut through a lot of the junk out there. Ask someone, call someone you know, ask someone who they would recommend that you talk to. Set up a meeting. When I was figuring out what I wanted to do after years of being a television anchor, I went on what I jokingly called a mentor tour, setting up face-to-face meetings with anyone I admired who would generously give me their time and asking them who else I should talk to. And trust me, no internet research can take the place of the kind of information download that you can get from sitting face-to-face with somebody and asking them what they think, what their experience has been and what they think you should do. People are generous, so take advantage of that. It'll be good. All right, financial grown-up tip number two. Ron points out the significance of the fact that his mom took him with her to meet the guy. Ron learned that financial aid wasn't going to just appear. He knew that he was a stakeholder in the process, and he appreciated the money that much more. We all want to shield our kids from the reality of our financial fragility. But if we can get past our egos, We do them a service by keeping them in the loop and making them aware of what it really takes to pay for college. Thanks to all of you for spending part of your day with us. We make these podcasts relatively short to fit into your busy schedule, but also so you can listen to a few in a row when it makes sense, like during your commute, if you're watching your kids do an activity, or just chilling out and you want to listen to a little bit more. You can listen to three or four at a time, make 45 minutes, listen to four. It could be an hour. Whatever works for you, the goal is to make... It fit in what you're doing and fit your life. If you enjoy the show, please help us grow. We need you. Tell a friend, write a review on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on social media. I am at Bobby Rebel on Twitter, Bobby Rebel One on Instagram, and Bobby Rebel on Facebook. Ron's next book can't come soon enough, but I'm glad he gave us a sneak peek. And by the way, also a great strategy for discount tickets. So thanks, Ron, for getting us all one step closer to being financial grown ups.